Hi, Rav Judy here with Masechet Makot, Perak Aleph Mishnavav, dedicated in memory of Sandy Malach, Sarah Bat Siddiq Yaakov. Our Mishnah continues with our topic of Edom Zomimin and explains, Eina Edom Zomimin Neheragin Ashiga Merhadin. To fully, truly qualify as an Eid Zomim, who gets what they were trying to dish out, i.e. is fined what they were trying to cost someone else, or gets lashes if they were trying to get someone else lashes, and in this particular case gets put to death if they were trying to get someone else put to death, that is not the case. They're not considered a full-out Eidzomim who's gone all the way and gets what they were trying to give someone else. Until they were successful in actually getting the other person convicted. That is to say, if um, A and B come along and testify that Ruvain murdered Shimon, and as we've noted, it doesn't really matter whether Ruvain actually did or didn't murder Shimon, but that A and B couldn't have known that, they only become Eidzomimim and only get put to death as what they were trying to give to Ruvain if they, in fact, are successful in getting Ruvain convicted. Until there's a conclusion of judgment, a conviction. And now it comes with a contrast. The Sudukim, the Sadducees, uh, who... It's not really fair to say. People like to say that the Tzedukin were, they only believed in written Torah. It's not actually true. Nobody really only believes in written Torah because everything from there, there are some things that you can't figure out what they are from the written Torah. You know, Tzedukim had Tefillin, but you don't know what Tefillin are from the written Torah. Or the fact that all languages, the Gemara and Shabbos says, based on a story with Hillel, all languages require knowing what an olive is, what a bed is, what certain words are. So it's not really possible to only have written text, but they have a very, very limited written Torah. So nefesh tachat nafesh, the tzedukin are saying that it's it, you haven't really succeeded in being an eidzomim until you literally have a life for a life. So until Reuven gets actually put to death. But the chachamim respond back to that. The chachamim said back, no, but wait a second, talking about eidzomim, the pasuk says, you will do to him what he zomimed to do, what he tried to do to somebody, implying that he tried but didn't succeed, meaning that Reuven is still alive. So the question back for the chachamim is, if so, why does it say a life for a life? Aha, you would think that maybe someone could get put to death for you know, dish out to them what they tried to dish out for being an Eidzomim from the time that they actually gave testimony. No. It says a life for a life to teach you it's to teach you that they not only have to give the testimony they could have gotten Reuven killed, they actually have to have the testimony accepted, get Reuven convicted. We will see in the uh, upcoming that it's actually not necessarily the case that, they, that Reuven actually gets killed, but that Reuven was convicted is enough to now make that person zoom in. More than just giving testimony, less than death, actually conviction.